What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. Of course, I'm your host, Larry. Happy Friday. Guys, we made it through the week. There, it was pretty much, it was like a quiet week, kind of, right? So there's some news that kind of came out. Um, and I want to talk to you guys about Vanderpump Rules Episode 2. I also want to talk to you guys about Real Housewives of Miami. So we're just going to get right into it and get into Vanderpump Rules. All right, guys. So Vanderpump Rules Episode 2 came out and it did not disappoint. There was so much that happened in this episode that, of course, we need to talk about it. So I want to start off by talking about like the beginning of the episode when it starts Tom is talking to his assistant Anne about how he wants to have a birthday party at the house and how he will pay for like a really nice hotel room for Ariana so she doesn't have to be at the house while he has people over. Now let me just say I said it last week I'm going to say it again this week justice for Anne this poor assistant like Gets, she just gets put through the ringer. Like, it's got to be so uncomfortable for her to have to bounce between Tom and Ariana and just be, like, the middleman, right? So, she obviously brings this to Ariana and says that Tom wants to have a few people over for this birthday party And Ariana's not having it. She's like, he can have his party somewhere else. And to be honest, I kind of like don't disagree with her. Like, why would you want to bring people into the home where you guys are already awkwardly living and have a birthday party while she what sits in her room? Ariana says you can have the party somewhere else. And like, literally, why didn't he either have the party at like a bar or restaurant, obviously not Schwartz and Sandy's because he can't even go in there right now, but he could have done it somewhere else. He could have done it at a friend's house instead of bringing all of these people into the home at such a weird time between the two of them. So I understand where she was coming from with that. And she does tell Anne that like, she'll call the cops if she has to like, and we learn later on, obviously, she said, like, if if it's too loud at a certain time because she has to do something in the morning that, like, she will not hesitate to call the police and file a noise complaint. And she makes sure that Anne <laughs> tells him that. And obviously, Ariana leaves. And then Anne is, like, running around, like, upstairs to go talk to Tom about it. And she's just like, this is so weird. Like, could you imagine... Like, the uncomfortable tension in the home if you're one of their assistants. Like, one, I would probably be living for it. But two, it's got to be so awkward. Like, it has to be the weirdest thing on the planet for her to do her job. So, it was just uncomfortable for It was uncomfortable for everyone to kind of watch that whole entire situation. But... Regardless, Anne takes it to Tom and says that, like, she's not okay with him having a party. And 
Obviously, we learn as the episode continues, it happens, so we'll get into that. But as the episode kind of progresses, we did get to see the closing of Pump. After 10 years, Pump closed its doors. Lisa says because the rent just, like, increased, like, way too much for them to be able to, like, sustain it and keep it open. I loved the kind of, like, flashbacks to the VPR crew at Pump, like, in the earlier years when it first opened. They obviously showed, like, Tom leaving his shift, like, in the middle of his bartending shift when they first opened. And it was just, like, cool to see. I love the flashback moments because you sometimes forget, like, certain moments. And, like, those just obviously are there for a reason to, like, bring you back to, like, things that we've seen on the show in the past. And I'm so bummed. I never made it to Pump. Like, that is kind of one of the things on my kind of, like, destination list for 2024. I've been doing, like, a lot of traveling to do, like, some Bravo stuff. But one of the things I want to do before summer is go out to L.A. I haven't been to L.A. in years, but I want to go out to L.A. and do, like, the Vanderpump crawl. I want to go to, like, Sir. I want to go to Tom Tom. I'll go to Schwartz and Sandy's. I even want to check out Jax's Studio City something about her. Like I want to do hit all the spots and then obviously do a couple other things. So I'm going to hopefully make sure that that happens, but it is sad that pump closed. I mean, 10 years is a great run for any restaurant or bar. So the fact that they actually lasted that long is like kudos to them. It was funny to hear Lisa say like, can be 80 years old stomping what the streets of West Hollywood is? She says, and I'll be in my 40s. Like, that was funny. I did enjoy that. It was like, it made me laugh. But I mean, anyways, regardless of the situation, this was in July, I think it closed. So it's been closed for almost six, seven months at this point. But kudos to them for like sustaining it for so long because that it, it's tough. It's got to be tough, especially in LA, West Hollywood, to keep something open that long. But they closed their doors and There were some funny moments like at the pump closing between like Ariana and Tom Schwartz. Like she wants nothing to do with that man. (laughs) And it's so obvious. You can tell by the looks like on her face. Whenever he comes around, she's just like, it's just like a blank stare. But from that moment in the closing of pump, they then go back to Tom and Ariana's home. Tom's friend Jason shows up at the house and they have like a little bit of a moment. I don't know how I feel about this Jason man. I know I so I, when Tom's podcast first came out, I listened to a couple episodes and he was also on there. I listened to the one with Jerry O'Connell and this Jason guy was on it and I just don't know how I feel about him. He seems to really be on like the Tom Sandoval side of things. And it's like kind of like the wrong side of history to be on because of what he did. But obviously, I mean, Tom needs a friend. So I guess good for him that he has this guy, but Jason and Jason goes over to Tom's house and they're like talking and Jason inserts his opinion on the birthday party and the fact that Tom should be able to like have people over. And, uh, like insists on him doing that and and brings up the point to them that like oh just so you guys know like 
Ariana did tell me, like, if she has to, she will call the cops. And his face looks stunned. I guess, like, she could have really, like, explained it more, like, it's not the fact that you're having people over and that's the reason why she is going to call the police. It's the fact that if you guys were loud or maybe you guys were just there too late and she wasn't comfortable with it, that she would then call the police at that point to make a noise complaint. So that is kind of where I think things may have gotten lost in translation because Tom and his confessional said, you can't call the cops because of what I did. Like the cops aren't going to arrest me because I cheated on you with your best friend. That's not what she meant. And I think that's where they kind of like took it. And I mean, it's just like, they're just idiots for like not really thinking about what she actually meant when she said she would call the cops. So in that moment as well, they are talking about like Tom and how he isn't drinking. Tom did talk about how he is still in love with Rachel and how he wants to give their relationship like a fair shot. And he really stopped drinking because Rachel put herself into a facility and he figured that like when she he didn't want to be out drinking while she was in there doing that and that when she came out this would be something that they could do together like they could have this sober lifestyle I guess I have no idea what he I'm assuming that's what he was talking about it's just so weird to hear him talk about that now obviously guys you have to remember that this was filmed in like june july so just shortly after scandal happened so we're seeing it now this being february obviously we know that like they're no longer together but in that moment um he really could see them like kind of pursuing their relationship and let me tell you so many people have said it if you're gonna blow up your life for that like for that then i would hope that you guys would at least try to pursue something and the fact that we know now that they didn't, it's just like, was it worth it? Like, you know what I mean? So while Tom and Jason are talking with Anne about the birthday party, Ariana is meeting with Lala and Lala says like, just that like he should be allowed to have a birthday party at his own house. And she was confused as to like why ariana like just wouldn't move out so lala tells ariana like why don't you just come to some sort of understanding where people he can have people over and then they just leave by a certain time and ariana tells her like you know what i actually just got a text from Anne, and she said he wants to have about 12 people over and they'll be gone by midnight now what we learn kind of later on is the fact that La- ariana wasn't even going to be home she went to emo night. Like she was hosting this emo night with the girls. And so if she wasn't going to be home, like why not just let him have the party? Unless it's timing. I could have sworn that. No, it wasn't timing. Cause we see people leave Tom's birthday to go to emo night. So she wasn't even going to be home. So again, like she could have just said, I'm not going to tell him I'm not going to be here. I have to do this event until such and such a time. He can have people over. I would like it if they were gone by then. Or I'm not even going to be home. He can have people over till midnight. I'll come home at midnight. You know what I mean? Try Just kind of like try and make it easier on the both of you guys. Although 
don't get it twisted. I know that th- this is only a couple of months after she found out about all, all of this. So she is very much entitled to her feelings and the way that she is reacting in the moment on the show. So I love how Lala did ask her though. Like I had said, like, what do you do? Like, why wouldn't it be easier if you just moved out? And she says, yes, it would be easier, but she doesn't want to give him the satisfaction of like buying her out. And then he like wins what the house that he destroyed. Like she just doesn't think it's fair. Now I, 110% 110% think that they should just both sell the home, split the profit, and then just go about their ways. That way they both each get an equal amount, and then they can start over somewhere else. They did talk about how... Actually, I'm not even going to get into that right now. We'll get into that in a little bit. It's actually... Actually, we're coming up to it now. So we go from that situation where Lala and Ariana are talking about that move out situation. And then I want to get into where the Toms meet up and it's super awkward because Tom is talking about like how Ariana hasn't paid the bills in eight months. And he is like overdrafting his bank account and like all of these things and saying it's like getting It's like trying to pull teeth to get Ariana to pay him back for these bills. And this is what I wanted to talk about. So all of these things, he's saying he's been paying the bills for so long. He has no money in his account. He's overdrafting his bank account on a podcast. And I want to say it was on the Vile Files. He had said that he had offered Ariana a million dollars over what the value of the home was so that like he could just keep it and she could move out. Sir. Where are you getting this million dollars from when you are overdrafting your accounts? Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. Now, I don't own a home. I don't know. I rent. I don't know how this works. I don't know if maybe there is money like in escrow. Is that a thing? I have no idea where he could just pull this million dollars out of the air. Who the fuck knows? It just doesn't make any sense when you're crying that you're overdrafting and then you're saying somewhere else you're offering her a million dollars. It makes zero sense to me. I did like the fact that the Toms did get together and talk. And Tom Sandoval really was like upset with Schwartz that he went on Jax's podcast and said that Tom Sandoval was just like out in the streets living his rock star dreams while Schwartz is left behind to kind of pick up the pieces of from the disaster that Tom caused with their businesses, right? So Tom's out on the road doing his karaoke bullshit on stages in the middle of a park somewhere. It's like tragic. And Tom Schwartz is back at the bar dealing with probably Tom, Tom and Schwartz and Sandys. And the fact that their reviews are being blown up, they are like getting the most negative reviews from people who like weren't even going to the restaurants. They are like vandalizing the inside of the bars by writing shit on the walls on Schwartz and Sandys. Like all of these things, Schwartz is left to deal with while Tom really looks like he gives zero fucks and is out singing Stacy's mom at a fair somewhere. Like, I'm glad that like Schwartz told him like that, that is what he was upset about. But for Tom Sandoval to get mad at him for going on Jax's podcast, like, sir, you don't have a leg to stand on in this. Like you literally ran away from your problems and left everyone else to kind of deal with, 
the downfall of like what you what you did and it was kind of shitty and i also didn't like when later on in the episode i don't know if it was later on or maybe it was a little bit earlier but there was a point in the episode when lisa told schwartz like i don't think it's fair for you to blame sandoval for the demise of your business like what do you like i don't understand what she isn't getting like he is the reason for it. He had no, he did not take any, he didn't take into consideration anything that would happen to him, his friends, his family, his businesses, when he was thinking with the wrong head. Sorry. So it is like he, Schwartz can blame him because he is the reason that their businesses are failing because no one is wanting to go anywhere with Tom Sandoval's name on it. Like there, everyone is, everyone was so pro Ariana and so team Ariana that of course they're going to boycott a place called Schwartz and Sandy's. Like, so for you to say that you don't think that Schwartz can blame him for the demise of that, like, come on, girl. Like that's a little, that's a little ridiculous. I'm surprised you're not upset if Tom, Tom maybe took a hit in all of this as well. But to each their own. I have a feeling Lisa is going to baby Tom Sandoval this season, and I am not here for it whatsoever. I just don't like it. It like makes me feel icky and weird. So we do get to Tom Sandoval's birthday party. Who the fuck were these people at his party? I have no idea. I recognize Billy Lee and then Kyle, the jewelry designer. Didn't recognize anybody else. Tom Schwartz was there for a little bit, but. And then all they kept like putting up name cards, like as the people were walking in, like Tom's tech person, Tom's guitar person from Tom and the Most Extras. So it's like he invited his band and a couple randos. And he was like, oh, like, I'm just so thankful that I had people there for me. I'm like, do you, are they even your friends? Like, or are they just there because you have cameras around and you're giving them free beer? Like, it doesn't really seem like, uh, you know what I mean? Like actual true friends, but regardless, whatever, he still had his birthday party. And I was obsessed with this moment. I loved when James and Allie were going to the party and James was going there just looking for one thing. And that was an apology. And I loved the fact that Allie stayed in the car while James went in the house. And she was like, you know what? I don't even really know, Tom. I have more loyalty to Ariana. So you go do what you're going to do. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for you. Like, love that. I thought I love Allie Luber on the show. I really, I loved, we didn't, I know we didn't cover it, but I loved seeing her read Tom's charts. Like I just, her vibe is cool. I think she's good for James. I love her on the show. So I can't wait to see more of her the rest of the season. But there's obviously this altercation with James and Tom. It was super weird to see James walk in and Tom. I'm surprised Tom even invited him. First of all, that's ballsy. After everything that went down at the reunion, for you to text James and invite him over to your birthday party, it's almost like you were looking for people to film with you. And you weren't really looking to kind of resolve any issues with the people that you kind of like, had like hurt throughout this entire situation between you and Raquel. But 
Regardless, James went there. He wanted to see if he was going to get an apology and just see what was going on. So James tells him, like, let's go sit over here and talk, offers him something to drink. And then it's like a minute before he even like sits down and talks with James. And James is talking to this guy, asking him like how everything is going. And this random man is like, yeah, I don't really talk to anyone. Katie kind of like exiled me from the group. Like, sir, who the fuck are you? Never seen you before. You could be one of her friends that like have never been on the show, but like, no, why would you like what? <laughs> it was so random. And even James was like, who the fuck are you? He's like, this is a who's who party. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Don't know you. It was just so random, like the most random group of people. But they sit down, they talk, and James is literally like, do you feel like you betrayed me? And Tom could not give him a straight answer. And literally, he all he did was open up the history books like he usually does and says that James did the same thing to Tom with Kristen. Now, on my eyes, in my eyes, it's completely different because A, James, this was, that was 10 years ago. James was like, what, in his early 20s, stupid, young, dumb. Yes, he's still an adult, but like, if you tell me you haven't done something stupid in your early 20s, you're lying. So for him to bring up that 10 years later, when you're a 40 something year old man, and you're talking about the way someone acted when they were 21, like you're just picking at straws to not have to take accountability for what you did. All you had to do was tell him that you were sorry and he probably would have let it go and you guys could have moved on from there. And he could have been maybe an in for you to get back in with the rest of the group, although I highly doubt that because none of them really like you. But needless to say, that's not the route that you chose and you chose to go the route of bringing up the him and Kristen thing and that turned out negative. And James freaked out a little bit and then just left and pissed in your bushes. I mean, that was kind of fun. That was actually hilarious because he was like, is it illegal to piss in bushes? And he just did it. So, so much happened. It was, I thought it was a really good episode. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. I already posted the first seven minutes of next week's episode on my Instagram for you guys. So make sure to go and check it out because the first seven minutes looks it's looks like it's going to be a great episode and I cannot wait for it to come. Like literally Tuesdays are my favorite day of the week now. Like pump Vanderpump rules is back and I couldn't be happier. The only thing that's going to make it better is when summer house comes on and then I'll have summer house and Vanderpump rules. And I'm just, I'll just be the happiest fucking guy. So That's it on Vanderpump Rules episode two. We're definitely going to talk more about it next week. I'm going to be talking about it pretty much all season. So get ready. It's going to be fun. But until then, we have to hit the road and go to Miami. So I'll see you there. All right, guys. We need to talk about the chaotic episode that was The Real Housewives of Miami. Now, this franchise has literally been delivering every episode. It has not been disappointing. I know some people are saying other franchises are kind of boring right now, like Potomac and Beverly Hills, but Miami is one that is bringing the heat every single week. So we start off this episode of Miami back on this freaking gondola, the Miami Mama gondola, guys. It was wild. So 
they're going through this like island of dead dolls, which is fucking creepy. There's no way in hell you I would have gotten out of that boat to get into that island to like even use the restroom. It was just so odd. And it was just so there was so much going on. The girls are fighting. Then Julia's crying rightfully so because there's all these dead baby dolls around and she had lost she's lost a child. And some of the girls have to pee. Other girls are staying on the boat. And Adriana is like touring the little shops that are on there while the girls are using the bathroom. Everyone's on the boat. They can't find Adriana. Like it's just chaotic and crazy. And then they get on the boat. Julia is crying. And then all of a sudden another boat gondola pulls up and it's a mariachi band playing this music. While they're all in tears trying to comfort Julia, it was like the worst timing. And it was just like so chaotic. I literally could not. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was so wild, but I loved every second of it, let me tell you. So all of a sudden, like, while this mariachi band is coming up, Gertie is puking. And it was just like, get the mariachi band out of here. Like, there's too much going on. So they get back to the land and the land so they get back to like yeah like they get back to like normal land and they have to like call an ambulance for gertie and they're like trying to figure out what's wrong with her and they're like maybe she's dehydrated maybe she has low blood sugar someone get her a milkshake and they're like no like what you don't need to get her a milkshake she can barely keep anything down right now like you just she just needs to go to the hospital it was chaos in the first five to 10 minutes of this episode. And I will, I will, I'm going to watch it again. Like I need to see that whole entire moment all over again. It was so good. So thank God Gertie is okay. Nicole goes to the hospital with her in the ambulance. They had given her some IVs. And then like in minutes, she was like back gertified and like doing her thing not fully, but you can tell like she, the way she switched as soon as she got some fluids in her. So it looks like she may have just been dehydrated, but we then get to see the girls get ready. And I don't, I, they're going somewhere. I believe that they were just going to Adriana's pride performance. And Lisa is like, while they're all getting dressed, Lisa is in a confessional. And she goes, I can't believe I had a juice box thrown at me. And I'm like, girl, like, really? You're going to sit on this? This is the hill, like, you're going to go on with Kiki right now? You're mad because she threw a juice box at you? You make it sound like she threw a closed can of beer. Like, it didn't hurt you. It was a paper juice box, whatever. So you can tell when all the girls get together in Alexia's room before they go out that, like, there's obvious tension still between Kiki and Lisa. And Lisa even says when she sees Kiki, like, you're not going to try and fight me again, are you? Like, stupid stuff. Like, she doesn't know when to let it go and, like, stop doing too much. And it's irritating Kiki and it's driving her insane. So I don't blame her. You could cut the tension, like, with a knife. It was insane. So then we we get Julia... Julia goes out to the patio with the girls and she's like telling them what she heard Larsa and Kiki inside talking about. So 
she is like saying, oh, like they think that you're being like an entitled, spoiled girl. Kind of just being like, you're being a brat. Like that's what they're saying about you inside. And then she tries to be cute about it. Like when they, when Lisa, or I'm sorry, when Larsa and Kiki are inside and like it gets brought to their attention that Julia is like opening her big freaking mouth. And she tries to be cute about it and be like, like they're like, who opened their big mouth? And she's like, like it, it wasn't cute. Like if you're going to open your mouth and start shit and be a pot stirrer, then just stand in it and in the words of Lisa Renna, own it. Like it, it just, she did too much this episode. And she also like went on to say that like, Everyone, all the girls have been saying that they feel like they've been giving her a pass for a year and that um, they want her to snap out of it because just because she's had a bad day doesn't mean that she can, like, react the way that she is towards the ladies. And Julia kind of, like, all out of nowhere took it upon herself to come to Lisa with all of the things that the ladies have been saying, like, while they're all together. You've got to be kidding me. And you can even see Gertie in the episode and she's talking, I think, to Nicole. And she's like, do you hear her? Like, she's telling her everything that we've said. And it just wasn't the time or the place in that moment. Now, I know we kind of hopped around a little bit in regards to that. I kind of just wanted to cover everything that was going on with Lisa and um, and Kiki that got us to that moment where Julia was telling them everything. There were some great moments in this episode as well with Adriana and her performance for pride and the ladies kind of like making fun of her about what she lip syncing, like what's going on here. She was talking about how she doesn't want to let Emilio down because he's launched the careers for so many successful Latino artists. And it was just funny. Like, I really think that she thinks she's like Shakira or JLo in her head, but um, she really like, she practiced, I don't know how long she practiced that dance for guys with the dancers like the day before or something like that. My guess is she was probably there for an hour or two and then like tried to learn and then just like didn't. And it just, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I couldn't see like the whole live performance. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to see if I can Google her pride performance in Mexico city from 2023. I think that would be really interesting to see because I want to see how she did aside from what production showed us. Um, But regardless, she got up there and did it in front of hundreds of thousands of people, which is super cool. Everyone loves Faya. The song is so much fun. And the ladies were having a good time. Julia took her sign, even though she misspelled Adriana's name, which is hilarious. And she, (laughs) she doesn't even know how to spell her best friend's name. It's funny. But while we're on the topic of Miami... There, I don't even know how many episodes are left. There can only be, I'm assuming, a few. Because today, I'm sorry, not today. You guys are listening to this on Friday. So yesterday, Thursday, we got Miami reunion looks for the season six reunion. And let me tell you, so that if you haven't already seen, I have all of the reunion looks over on my Instagram page. And the theme is Mexico City. I'm not kidding you. The ladies killed the theme i think that all with the exception of one look amazing and i'm gonna let you guess which one i think does not it's hilarious guys but they all look so good 
Adriana has that headpiece on that kind of reminds me of Beyonce, like at the that music award show where she had like the headpiece with like all the points. Lisa looks good. Larsa looks good with the roses along like her cleavage line or breast line. Gertie, our girl, she went bald, looks amazing, snatched, so good. All of them look great. You can see Dr. Nicole like really like played to like the baby mob and she looks amazing. Like all of them just look gorgeous and they're all on theme. It looks so good. Again, with the exception of the one who I'll let you figure out who I'm talking about. But I can't wait for the trailer. I just feel like it's going to be so heated. And these these Miami mamas are really bringing it this season. I'm going to be bummed when the season is over. But I'm just enjoying it for now. Miami is literally so freaking good, guys. And especially, and if you haven't watched, I know some people are hesitant on starting it. Just, just do yourself a favor. Get on Peacock. Binge it. Watch everything. It's so good. And like I said before, I know a lot of people are talking about how boring like Potomac or Beverly Hills is. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not getting into Beverly Hills this episode. We'll probably do it again next week. I liked this last episode of Beverly Hills. I thought it was so great. But if you want to be entertained fully, if you, like every episode, go to Miami. Do yourself a favor. It's it's amazing. So we'll definitely recap Miami as the episodes go on. And then, like I said, I think we're almost done with the season. It's got to be maybe a couple more episodes before the reunion comes out. So we'll probably cover it again next week. If not, maybe we'll do like a season recap in a couple of weeks and then it's over. I hope we're getting a new franchise soon. I don't know what we're going to do when Beverly Hills and Miami are gone. They've got to be giving us something. Maybe Jersey, maybe Dubai. I don't know. But that's it on Miami, guys. So I hope I hope you're enjoying the season as much as I am. It's great. All right, guys, there are a couple of things that I need to talk to you about in regards to some news that came out over the last week. And it's only a couple of things. I'm going to start with my number one. At the Grammys on Sunday, Candy Burris announced that she is not returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta and that she is taking a break. Now, it's obviously something that she had discussed with production with Andy and it's not something she just kind of threw out there. A lot of people are saying she was fired. It has been ba- it has been made very clear that she has walked away on her own. She still has an amazing relationship with the network with production and has other projects in development with them and she has made it clear that she loves Bravo and Bravo loves her. Andy has even said if she wants to take a year or two off, she's more than welcome to come back when she's ready. But she's not returning next season. And she said it was because she's done it for 14 years. And her friends have asked her, like, why do you keep doing it? And it's almost like it's because she's done it for so long, she wouldn't know what to do without it. And during the downtime of last season and then them getting the contracts for this season, which she was offered a contract for, she said she just had so many things come up and she was just busy. So she is just bowing out. It's her time to go. Now, Candy is one who does not need this show. Obviously, she is worldwide. Everyone knows her. She is famous. She was famous before the show. She's going to be continue to be famous. I mean, the girl wrote no scrubs. Like, 
She is literally an icon. And I'm just going to miss her though, because she gave us so much while she was on the show. If you guys don't remember, she came out in season two. She lost her fiance. He was killed. Um, She met Todd, her current husband, while they were filming in Africa. There's been so much drama with Mama Joyce and like all of that. We had a Candy Gets Married spinoff. She gave us OLG, like Candy Coated Nights, Bedroom Candy. Like the girl has literally made millions off of this platform and she has done it the right way and she will continue to do so. So I just know we're obviously going to see her soon in some type of capacity, but it's a bummer. So there is no word on the cast yet for Atlanta. We don't know if anyone is coming back, who else is leaving. We'll probably learn maybe in the next couple of weeks. I would think I have no idea. I honestly, I don't know. Andy said on radio, Andy, that he wasn't going to talk about casting because he feels like they're in a good spot with it. And we'll just have to wait and see. So that was kind of a bummer to kind of get hit with that news on Sunday, but wishing her nothing but the best. Like she literally deserves nothing but the best guys. We also got an update in regards to the Luann and Joe Bradley situation. There was a TMZ video that was released where Luann was caught off guard, leaving the backstage of some show and they had asked her what was going on. She said that they had like a flirty, fun vibe. They went out and got drinks. And then she was asked, but there, like nothing happened. Like he didn't stay over her house. Then she was asked, like, if Joe didn't have a girlfriend, like, were the vibes cool enough for you to like try something? And she was like, hell yeah. Now, guys, Joe Bradley is a very attractive, attractive man. Lou is a self-proclaimed cougar, as she had said in the video. I can definitely see something happening if he was not with Danielle. Now, the post between Joe and Danielle had been kind of quiet, so I don't know what's going on there. So who's to say? I mean, maybe Lou will get um, will get her a little bit of Joe Bradley in her life. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just kind of saying Lou is open to it, according to that TMZ video. Now, this is not Bravo-related, but... We did get the full trailer for Vanderpump Villa, which is going to air on Hulu. And it's coming out this spring. I urge you to go to my Instagram and check out the trailer for this show. It looks fucking amazing. It kind of is below deck meets Vanderpump rules, but like on land, it's just like they're following the employees of this villa, but they're also having like relationship problems and doing their thing when they're not with the guests, but then there's also guests that come in. So it's like, it's wild. It looks crazy. It looks insane. It looks rich, honey, like opulent. It looks really good. So I'm excited for that to come out. That's again, going to be out this spring. Now I didn't really look too much into this situation. I obviously I've like heard about it. We all have heard about it, but Candace Dillard Bassett, her case, the case between her and Michael Darby was dismissed. The defamation case. So that came out as well. And thank God that's over. Who knows if maybe that'll bring some type of like resolution in the relationship between her and Ashley. I highly doubt it. But at least we can all breathe easy knowing that that defamation lawsuit got dropped. Now, guys... Like I said, it was kind of a slow week 
that is what I got for you as of today. So I hope you guys have an amazing weekend, an amazing week ahead. And who knows what's going to happen between now and the next time that we chat, but you better believe we're going to talk about it. So make sure that you guys are rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all the things, sending the links to your friends if they like Bravo and reality TV, and then inviting them over to the party to listen with us. All of it. I appreciate it. I love all of you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Love ya. Bye. Huda Media Production.